0: Another edition of Beats and Real Talk, where we talk to educators of color in the music and film industry and everything in between. These people are actively pushing the culture forward, and through their collective efforts, they're making a huge difference. My name is Danny, the filmmaker, repping Philly and living that ATL life.
1: And I'm Mr. Calvin ATL, the original 404 representative. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Miss Machu Ishii. Um, Forged with originality and impactful identity and times performances, Matsu Ishii has traveled all over the world dancing, singing, and bringing brilliant energy to the Grammy award-winning group Arrested Development. The Atlanta native has made a name for herself in the entertainment industry as a singer, dancer, choreographer, and songwriter, who later transcended and blossomed into a solo artist. Uh, Ishii is a creative director, mentor, and motivational speaker who is currently part of the creative teams of various new artists. Her tenacity, skill, and experience is what makes her one of the most sought-after talents in artist development today. Ishii exemplifies the definition of a multifaceted woman who is diverse and whose talent cannot be boxed in. Thank you so much for joining us today. How's it going? Oh,
2: fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited and I just appreciate you guys and your listeners. Thank you so much.
1: No problem. Yes, thank you. Definitely ours. First and foremost, I um, just want to acknowledge being me being part being, me being from you know being from Atlanta and uh, growing up on Atlanta hip hop. You know, many times when the discussion of you know who founded or who was the the frame the framework of you know the longevity that the music industry in Atlanta has had for so long. You, you know, many times that you hear about. Outcast and Goody Mob and T L C but um, many times people you know forget that arrested development is an Atlanta based group. Um, and, and so definitely um, you know props to you for being part of such an iconic movement. And I just wanna say well, no, no problem, definitely. I mean kid listening to a lot of y'all music and stuff. The, the message was you know Much more positive note than a lot of the music that was out at the time. It's definitely needed to show uh, us, know, every facet of it. How did you get involved with with the group and what was that journey like? Oh
2: my goodness. So I've been dancing since I was two years old. My mother was one of the first black dance schools here in Atlanta. So CeeLo Green was one of her students. She trained a lot of um, athletes and all that kind of stuff. So I've been tapping doing ballet, modern dance, all that stuff, just all my life, right? So when I was about 13 years old, my sister, uh, I'm the youngest of three, I have a brother and a sister, my sister is heavily, and still is, but back then she was really heavily into the music industry, and, um, you know, she got an opportunity to audition for Oracy Development, and it was through a German by the name of Ian Burke. She didn't want to do it. She was already dancing for like James Brown, Pebbles and all these people. And she was like, hey, my little sister can do it cause she does African dance. So they took me to the audition when I was 13 years old, I was in eighth grade. And Speech and Headliners found the founding members of Arrested Development. They were in college at the Art Institute of Atlanta. Fellow an audition for them, I remember what I had on and everything. <laughs> and um, I think Speech thought I was a little too young, but they liked my energy. And the rest is history. So for a very long time, it was just the three of us. It was speech headliner and myself. <laughs> so yeah, that's how it all started. It started with my mother. Billy gave me school of dance. If it was not for her uh, nurturing a god-given talent, you know, uh, you, you know, you probably would have never seen me yeah, <laughs> dancing right. around on stage. So so grateful for my mom. Well, thank you, mama. Yes, yes. And she's no longer with us in the oh. physical so even more so, that's so even more
0: so important. She she was just an awesome person. <laughs> yes. She's an ancestor, yes. Yes, definitely. Now, being the youngest member of the group, how was your mm-hmm. experience touring the globe for a blossoming thirteen year old? I mean, I can imagine that would be amazing. <laughs>
2: Well, actually, so when when I first joined the group, I was 13, so we were doing shows around Atlanta because nobody, this was in the 80s, and then when we dropped Tennessee, I was 16, Okay. so I was still a teenager, and um, it was great, I mean, it was, you know, a lot of people honestly didn't even know I was so young because I just, you know, I don't think I, I, I never was like... I didn't act like I was like super blown, but I didn't really, I just was, I did my job. So I guess I didn't, I just did what I had to do. So they never questioned like, is she a kid? You know, <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. I did what the, you know, I was around a bunch of adults. So I did what, you know, I had to do on a professional level. So um, it was great. I mean, I got a chance to tour the world and see a lot of things that I probably would never have seen if it was not for my passion for dance and music and the art. And just, I'm so grateful for my mother. She was an educator as well as a woman of art. So she was like, tour, you know, do this because, you know, you don't get these opportunities mm-hmm. but every so often in life, you know. So, I was just so grateful. She she was, like, super excited about it. So, yeah, and my sister had been touring and been all over the world. And so, my mom was like, yeah, do your thing, you know. But it was funny because I honestly wanted to dance for Alvin Ailey or be a lawyer. That's what I wanted. My <laughs> sister was the one who wanted to be a musician. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: right. It worked out perfectly in my eyes. <laughs>
2: i oh, that's I'm just, yeah, I guess,
0: I guess so, huh? <laughs> it, right, because I'm just saying, as far as for me, you know, we're 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 close in age. So in the '90s, I, it was all, nothing but Arrested Development for me. You know, it was you know all the '90s music, like Take Me Back to the '90s. Yes. Oh my God! Yes. Seeing your pro, you perform like your energy and your stage present is like just you know definitely oh, unmatched. Thank you and, so much. Yes, for sure. Thank and, you. And yeah, I, my sister, she's so funny. She
2: often said she was like, I wouldn't have
0: been a good fit for that situation. I'm glad that it was you. <laughs> see? You see, you know, and it kept that. And and it you it was just you you were definitely captivating on the stage and you you kept me glued to the TV every time I saw you guys oh, perform. Thank you. And now you said that you, you learned that. Yeah, for sure. It's i it, I mean, it's the truth. I mean, it's definitely the truth. I, I know I can speak for myself. Um, and, oh, man, that's so sweet. and you said you learned how to dance, um, from your mother at the age of a mm-hmm. two years old. Like mm-hmm. now, were you at two years old, were you already starting the different, uh, dance? Like, were you doing jazz and ballet all at two or did you just start with just one routine and then you just started building on from there? So ballet
2: and jazz that's what i started with ballet and tap my mother would always start the little ones with that but so when my mother would teach i would be at the dance school literally all day and sometimes during week i would be there literally all week and so when as i started getting older what i would do is i love my mother was my best friend and my mentor she was just the rock and so i just admired my mom on so many levels and I would just watch her and how she would teach and how she would, she was very sweet, like, you know, super sweet, but she was serious about her class. Mm-hmm. And I'm like that. And I would just watch her. And then I started watching the dancers and everything she taught them. I would get up and learn it and it wasn't my class. i mean like, these, these girls might've been 17 years old and I might've been like five. So I would try to learn everybody's dance. And so it got to the point when I, I knew the dancers so well that if they messed up I could tell my mom that person on that road did, did the steps on you know <laughs> Like, and so I did that and I love I mean it's, it's funny people see me now that I was to school with and they're like girl do you still dance because oh my god you dance all the time and I say yep I'm still dancing so it's like Everybody knows. I mean, like I was the first one to hit the dance floor, and the last one leave. I just love dancing. I still do it. For me, it's a um, that's my release. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it has such a freedom. And um, you know, my mother, she always taught me. She was like, if you're gonna do something, do it 150 percent, or don't do it at all. So I've always just, um, you know, just adopted that philosophy. And it's like that's why I go so hard. I, I'm I, I believe you either go hard or go home. It's like what's the point if you're not gonna go hard? There you go. <laughs> so, you know, that's I mean that's just how I feel. And so yeah, that's I mean I just I love dancing. And it's like every Saturday morning I feel so like I'm gonna dance, dance. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, I still have costumes and everything. So yeah, I I, I mean my family I come from you know a family of dancers and. Uh, my mother, she was
1: partner uh, taught her, and you know, so it's just, you know, it's just that in my in my blood, they say in my blood. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's, that's, that's really um something notable to recognize that your mother like saw that in you young and cultivated that. I mean, me, oh, yeah. I, I have a daughter that's three years old, and she right now is trying to figure out what she likes, and it seems like dance and the like. That's going to be her thing. So, so okay, let's cultivate that's that. So cute. Yeah, that's so
2: beautiful. Yeah, I mean, my mother, she believed in that with all of us. She, you know, my siblings and I, we are very uh, different. <laughs> and um, my mother, she celebrated all of us and allowed us to be who we really are. So, and that's what I love about my mom. My, my sister, she was an amazing dancer. You try to get her to dance now, she like, girl, it? <laughs> you know, it's like. I always loved dance. My sister not so much. She, yeah. I mean, she loved it, but she was like, I could take it or leave it. And my brother, he actually danced too, but when he got older, you know, he was really in sports. So, but it helped him in his sports, you know. Mm. And um, I mean, I like I said, just being around culture all the time, music. I mean, my mother played so many different types of music in her dance class, so from classical. Music to, uh, um, I mean, just you name it, like Michael Jackson, you know, we heard it all, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So yeah. I just was, I just been around music and arts my whole life, you
1: know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> was, yeah, so, um, what do you, which one, which, which, which hat do you like wearing the most, um, as a singer, songwriter, dancer, or which, which one? But I think I know the answer to that, right? Uh,
2: <laughs> you know what? It's funny. I like, like all of them at different times. Um, I love helping people. So I love working behind the scenes because with my artists that I work with and I train and develop, I often do, I do styling. I know how to do makeup. Um, I know how to do hair. Uh, certain little things. I'm just always creating like i concepts. concept. Okay, let's do this concept and let's go in this direction. So I love creating direction. I love, um, Just behind-the-scenes production work is fun for me because I get to see from another perspective, you know what I mean? And then I love love being on stage. I love being behind the camera. I like um, singing. Um, I like it all, you know what I mean, for different reasons. And, you know, I'm not one of those people I have to be in front of the camera all the time. I'm okay. I like being behind the scenes because I like seeing other people flourish as well. And I love supporting other people. And that's what I do with my artists, you know, when it's their time to shine, I fall back, you know, and I do what I need to do to help them shine. And um, so I'm okay with that. Like, you know, I'm, you know, like I said, I was trying to be a lawyer. It was not like, you know what I mean? Or was a dance athlete, that was it, you know, for me. I was like, okay, let me do that. But, you know, it's just, you know, so I'm okay. I've been a man, you know, I've been before. I, I manage now. I managed many years ago, I had artists on the face record, Um, I've done consulting work, which I still do now, Uh, I mean, you name it, just all the way around, so, and even I've danced behind some of my artists when they needed dancers, and we didn't have anybody in place, my sister danced with me, you know, so, it's like, Mm. I've worn many hats, I still do, you know, Uh, I've managed my daughter, she models, and, you know, when it's her time to shine, I'm. I'm taking out shoes, oiling up legs, and putting on clothes for, mm-hmm. and, you know, just yeah. I get down in the trenches like everybody else, you know, because I know what it takes to get there, and that's, I feel like that's part of my journey and my purpose of, you know, God created me to be, you gotta give back, and you gotta, you know, you gotta store it to other people, you know what I mean, so, yes. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I, I feel like what for me is for me. God is going to elevate me regardless because that's just the type of God he is. And I'm as long as you do what you're supposed to do and you're working in your purpose and you're walking in your purpose, when it's your time to shine, it will. And I feel like, yes, I've done a lot in my younger years, but I feel like my best days are truly in front of me. Mm-hmm. Because I'm older now and I've learned so much on my journey. So I'm, I'm like, man, please wait
0: till we see what's going what to happen. That's what I'm excited about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, being yeah, I'm looking ahead. Being older and wiser, I, I totally get it. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. And yes. you saying with you helping with the artist development and the management, and since you've been in the game for so long, what are some of the struggles you see artists are, are dealing with now compared to when you started in the game? Well,
2: number one, a lot of the artists now don't have a clue what artist development is. And they don't, not only do they not have a clue, but a lot of them are not even interested in learning about or even getting developed like they should because I feel like social media is a blessing and a curse. I feel like it's kind of giving people this false sense of, all I have to do is put music out and I become famous. But at the end of the day, if you can't perform that music, who's going to come and see you? Right. Or... You know how you gonna have longevity in this industry? Like, what else can you do? Um, I think a lot of artists now um, just they're not being developed like we were back in the day. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just like it's just not happening. You know, um, and that's unfortunate. The artists I work with, I hammer that in their head. I also hammer they have to study, they have to do homework because we are not gonna be singing music and don't know the people that came before us and paved the way. Yes. We're going to show respect to the elders. That's what we're going to do. And so, you know, you got to show respect for the people that came before you. Um, you know, how are you going to sing soul music and you don't even know last night? You know what I'm saying? Or yes. or Phyllis Hyman or, Woo. I mean, I can keep going. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I I tell my artists, they have to study. And I, I grill them. I ask them questions because I'm like, when you get in, do interviews with needy journalists or people, they're going to throw some stuff at you. That's what they hear in your music some influences from people from yesteryear. And if you don't know who you've been influenced by, you know, you, you'll you be, they can take over your interview. So I train them in interviewing skills and all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, um, I, I just, I wish that artists today would, would be open to that more mm-hmm. and be willing to um, put money into actually being developed. Yeah. Uh, because there's so many artists out here, and I remember when we were coming up, it was considered whack if you tried to be like somebody else. That's why everybody had their own lane. You yes. had Naughty by Nature, yes. you had Black Sheep, you had us, you had everybody was different. And if you tried to be like somebody else, they like, you corny. You know right, what I mean? exactly. <laughs> 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 but, but now, that's like the thing. Like, you know, and I'm not saying some great artists out here, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that, but it's a lot of carbon copies of people too. It's like,
0: mm-hmm. that, you
2: know, what's hitting now, then you'll hear... 20 people that sound just alike in order to look alike. And I was just hammering a new artist like, be yourself, you, be who you are. Because, trust me, when we came out, quote unquote, gangster rap was huge. Nobody was doing what Arrested government was doing. They exactly. were looking at us like we were crazy. Mm-hmm. And we came out and we were in our own lane. Lauren Hill, when she came out, everybody was doing something different. All the women were doing something different. And she came out with. Miss educational morning. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And she killed a game. So what I'm saying is you just gotta be yourself. be yourself because the true you gonna come out anyway. You got so the be right. who you are is just and that's it. So I think I think to me that's that's the one thing I would really say, like get you a good team. Understand that Everybody plays a major role from hairstyles and makeup and whatever, and you know you can be who you are and it's okay. Get training, you know. Don't don't settle for mediocrity because I I feel like today's mediocre, being mediocre is like the new essence.
0: hmm hmm
2: So unfortunately, it really is because I'm telling me I was like I I mean I've had some artists literally they're like they'll say. I'm so contracted literally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, literally, they say, uh, you know, I say, come on, let's work out because I do stamina training. If they sweat a little bit, I'm sweating. I gotta stop. I'm like, oh my gosh, please. Wow. We sweat. We were funky. We we ooh, we rehearsed in so many grimy places. You didn't even want to sit down. I mean, like for like right. eight hours a day. That's You're what right. we did. You know what I mean? So that's how I came up. So, you know, it's like, and and, and I tell people, I use Beyonce as an example all the time. I think that's why she wins because she got that old school training, Mm -hmm. but she's also incorporated a lot of the new stuff. That's why she's still on top, because while y'all sleeping, she going somewhere running about eight miles.
0: You, okay <laughs> right you are absolutely right and i hope people listening will definitely take heed to what she's saying this is someone that has been in the game since the 80s she knows what she's talking about definitely and mm-hmm. and you have to always learn you have to learn from those who came before you so that it can help yes. build who you are and with yes. With that being said, you had the influence of your mother in front of you dancing and showing you these as well. But Mm -hmm. as an artist, who were some of your influences?
2: Oh, my gosh, Tina Turner. Tina Turner, I loved her (laughs) because I I was like, she's a savage. I mean, she was a beast, you know. And I was like, this woman's legs, first of all. Mm -hmm. And just the way that she would just kill a stage, she she would literally murder it and then come back for some love. And I love Tina Turner. She's like one of my favorite. I love Al Green, Donny Hathaway, Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder. Phyllis Hyman was one of my favorite. Um, I love. Um, oh my gosh, I love country music too. So I like Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it, yes. It, it, I like. A, I mean, I like all kinds oh. of stuff. Like for real, for real. So I like. I like all types of music. Um, you know, Sammy Davis Jr., um, you know, just, I just respect just the art, period, just, you know, on oh, so many levels, um, you know, so I just grew up listening to a lot of different stuff, but, you know, for, for a woman, for me, when I saw Tina, I could uh, identify with her body type, um, you know, because I was always thick, you know, I had thick legs when I was little, and I was like, how legs I kind of got legs, okay, I was asking to identify with this lady. So, you know, you you want to identify with something that you can relate to, you know? Right. And, um, child, I thought I was Janet when I was coming up, too. And I wanted to be Janet. I wanted to be Janet. So, <laughs> I wanted to be Janet. She was one of my influences. Uh, Jody Watley. Um, I love Ooh. the Culture Club. I love Duran Duran. I love Evo. Um, I mean, uh, Billy Idol, um, Adam Ant. I mean, my sister listened to a lot of that stuff, so I got into that I love. Boogie Down Productions, LL, Queen Latifah. Oh my gosh, I love Queen Latifah. I was like, she is so dope. Mm. Um, empty Light. I mean, just Eve. I mean, I just keep going. Lauren Hill. Yeah, I, I just respect a lot of great artists, you know what I mean? I just love artists, you know, and people who really care about their craft and and really respect the art. I just I love when I see people
0: do that. It just it it, get,
2: it inspires me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mhm. I, I see. don't know. That was a whole that was a big for me.
0: That's <laughs> that's all right. But that shows how well rounded you are as an artist and why you're still uh we're still talking to you right now in twenty twenty. Oh, thank you. You know, it you just can't yeah, I take love it. Music. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you brought up I mean, you have a quite an eclectic list, um, which is uh as an artist, you pick, not that you know people, but you pick bits and pieces of your influences. Um, and, you know, when you create your own material, you know, so it definitely helps to have diversity with that. And so, what were some deciding factors uh, when you decided to you start recording music on your own? Well, I just wanted to do it
2: because I was like, I've never, I never did it. You know what I mean? So I would record stuff over the years, but I would just kind of put it to the side. And to be honest, I truly was, um, I was afraid for many years to sing publicly. I would sing all the time because people knew me as a dancer. And so in this industry, unfortunately, a lot of times people want to put you in a box and they want to say, that's all you do. And so, oh, you're just a dancer, just, you know, just stick to that. So, you know, when you're young in this business and you don't know who you are, you know, haven't Coming to your full self and you're insecure, you start believing sometimes stuff folks say. And especially if it's people that you respect, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, for me, I just kind of, I said, I wanted to do music, but honestly, like, I'm getting ready to start recording now. And I honestly can say that I truly believe that the music that I'm getting ready to do now is what I truly always want to do. Mm-hmm. And I like I like R and B music, and I like some you know some of the songs I put out. But it, you know, it's just like any artist, you can kind of tell when they are by the music a lot of times. So I I did music that I felt like I wanted to do the total opposite of what I felt like people would expect from me. So that's why I did what I did, and I'm proud of what I did because it also helped me to say. That didn't work, and no, I don't really like that. Okay, let me do this better. You know, he helped me to critique myself because I critique myself as well. Say, you know, I gotta then I wanna be better. I always wanna be better and I wanna always continue to grow. And so now I'm doing music that I feel represents the the spirit that's within me. Like, um, the freedom. Um, I the deliverance, the the um the growth, um, just everything, you know, just stuff, you know. I've just freed up. I'm freed up in a lot of ways in my life now. Mm-hmm. So I think that my music, you'll hear that in my music for sure. Mm.
1: Okay, That's right. <laughs> Definitely looking forward to hearing. It. Is there any tentative um, release date for any new singles or,
2: or? Oh no, not yet. Well, I'm definitely 2021. But I'm, I'm actually still in the just in the. Maybe, I mean, if it's are I actually go to the studio this Sunday, actually, for my first session, and to be honest, I haven't recorded um, music since my mother. The last time I recorded music was in 2015, and my mother died in 2015. Mm,
1: okay.
2: And that was it. So, I didn't, for a minute, I didn't want to do music
0: again. i
2: I just wanted to help people i didn't want to record music for myself that's Mm. what i mean (laughs) i wanted to help other people and i put myself on the back burner and i um actually to be honest this quarantine um and my daughter she will always say many people around me you should still do this. oh my god your voice you know you, you you so many people connect with you and you should do this and this and i just started praying about it and yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, you know, I, I, it was like a relief. I felt like it was time. So, yeah, I just think because m- m- my mother was always at the studio with me, my mom and my daughter, so it was like, it was just a little too painful mm-hmm. to go and record without her physically being there. Right. So,
1: yeah. yeah. That's, that's definitely, definitely understandable for y'all, process. you have to give yourself time to grieve, um,
2: Yes,
1: Lord. I was like, watching the thing. Um, it was a couple of years ago, uh, gospel artist Cam Jones was talking about mm-hmm. how his father died. And he was just on the, like, he didn't stop. Like, he, you know, his own. That's road, what I did. And he, just, like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he just, like, one day just broke down. And he was like, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yep. you give him some time to and so. That's it, right. It, yes. He so was, yeah. on power. was on auto I was on
2: autopilot. You yeah. just go. You just keep going. And um, I can relate to that, and I think that I'm, um, I'm thankful that I did have time um, now, you know, just to truly, like, really process it, like, okay, you know what I mean? It'll be five years in November,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and it just it doesn't even feel like it. It feels like yesterday, you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, it, 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 that's a real thing. And, you know, grief, it'll pop up on you and in any second, you just go, like, whoa, where that come from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I'm so grateful because my mother, she always was that spirit of like, uh, don't stop, life goes on. That was my mother, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. so she loved butterflies. So every time I'm go walking or running, I see mm-hmm. butterflies, and so I always smile because I know that I'm like, mom, okay, I hear you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I I I, I, I um. Uh, so I'm, honestly, I'm thankful for my mother, and actually, the type of music that I'm getting ready to do is really. Um, was motivated by her. She kept saying, "You should do this and you should do this," and mm-hmm. and it just I keep hearing it like a, a broken record uh, during this time, this year. And I said, "Okay, mom, yeah, I hear you." And it, and everything kind of just fell into place like it, you know, it just naturally was supposed to happen. So I'm super excited. And then uh, one of Down, uh, one of the members from the rest of the original members, he'll be uh, featured on a record with me. And he's he's heavily into world of music so uh last he's a lasta so you know mm,
1: okay <laughs> i'm i'm, I'm, I'm years now i mean just knowing the backstory behind the music i'm doing really excited to hear what you know what what you heard. oh thank you yeah. definitely
2: yeah i just want man we need some lightweight we need some we need some lightweight music with substance but you know just not heavy because it's been so heavy this year you know for yeah. especially people
0: of color you know what I mean yes yes so
2: exactly. our, our people we've been going through <laughs> we have
0: and we just have to look after each other and I love listening to you I, I I see I hear how much your mother has inspired you because you talk about her so lovely and I, I see I hear it I hear it oh, she you. implanted so much in you yeah. and 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 being and being part of the village, like you're not just talking about it, you're being about it, like being a part of that village, and mm. and that's how I am as well. Like you know, so when you mentioned the butterfly situation with your mother, it made me think about my best friend, sister friend that I lost, uh, in uh, December. And every time I, I see, push
2: out
0: of the I I thank you. And every time I see a ladybug, I always think of her so i understand I'm my
2: ladybugs too
0: <laughs> <laughs> see yeah that's
2: crazy that's what it, but let me tell you i just want to i know this is a sidebar but my daughter did a photo shoot last maybe even in 2018 or 2019 and we were we kept hearing these noises and we looked up and a, i mean like a gang of ladybugs was just over her head. Oh, wow. Hovering. And they were on the ceiling, and every time she moved, they would move with her. Oh, wow. It was crazy. And so, my mom and my daughter and I, we were
0: like, if we saw one of us, she saw all three. Peas in a pod. We were, we were inseparable. Pretty much, we were
2: inseparable. <laughs> so, I looked up and I was
0: like, wow. And
2: I thought of my mom because she loved butterflies and ladybugs.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And those are the things that keep us grounded and, and also remind us, yes. hey, keep going. Because when I see those ladybugs, I hear her voice like, keep going, sis. Keep going, mm-hmm. sis. Like, I really That's do. right. And now, yes. be, before we let you go, because we understand you're a busy lady. You gotta, you have to go. You have things you need to do. It's all good. It's all <laughs> good. I'm enjoying you guys. Good. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you so much. Now, you, you had mentioned, you know, everything that's going on right now is so much that's, that's going on with us for people of color, black people. And when, with you and Arrested Development years ago, before the word woke was even coined, you guys were already there. You know, you were already Mm -hmm. there, you were already doing it and you're still doing it to this day. So What do you see as far as the disconnect that we have to connect against so that we can get back to that unity that we had back in, like, the 90s, late 80s?
2: Well, number one, I I would definitely encourage people, if you can travel around the world, because you will begin to see that not only are people of color suffering here, but they're suffering in a lot of places around the globe. And, you know, um, and we're not that different. You know, um I had a chance to meet Nelson Mandela back in nineteen ninety four I think it was we did a um, project with new stuff mm. in South Africa yes and uh he was you know uh president around that time mm-hmm. um I hope I got my years correct and uh, he it was just like just to see um how our people people were suffering there due to apartheid, you know, right. and how they were scared to talk about it. It was like it was the weirdest thing you try to talk to people and they would be afraid to talk. It was just different. And I was like, wow, this just reminds me so much of, you know, like the things my mother told me and just some of the things we've experienced in America. And, um, you know, just traveling the world really opened me up. Like mm-hmm. to just a lot of stuff, and even now, I can't really think, you know, my whole, just my hometown, you know, and it, it's suffering here all over the world, you know, in the United States. And of course, you want to do something where you're from, but it's like, man, people need us everywhere, mm-hmm. you know. That's why I feel like Arrested Development is one of the first groups. To go to a lot of places that other hip-hop groups couldn't, weren't, weren't invited or, you know, couldn't go, and right. it's just the truth, and we found that out on our journey, and we were shocked, like, really? We are the first, you know, because you know, the message is music, right. and I'm so grateful that I was a part of you know, something so, a group so historical and just monumental in the, the shifting of music, and you know, it's you know, just like so many groups paved the the way for us, you know, electric development, um, we paved the way for a lot of groups like, you know, the Outcasts and the Goody Moth and the, the uh, Black Eyed Peas. I remember when the Black Eyed Peas used to come to our shows and just watch them. I remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember one time the food opened up for us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I mean, so mm-hmm. like, and and I respect all of them and love all of them, you know, um, but it's like we did open a lot of doors for a lot of people. We pioneered a, a, a movement and, you know, um, I'm so grateful to be, you know, to be able to say, wow, that really happened. I think now. That I'm older, I look back on it now and I'm like, dang, I met uh, Nelson Mandela because in the moment I was, I think I was too shocked. I couldn't, be, I don't even think I said anything to the man, you know what I mean? <laughs> <You're> in <sitting laughs> awe. I mean, you know, I was looking like what, you know? And and then when we did the Malcolm X movie, I got a chance to meet Barry Shabazz, and it was just like crazy, like so many things that happened, and you're like, wow, that actually happened, you know? But again, you know, I would just say. You know get outside of your book yeah. and really see the need of people because sometimes you know you can do a lot of I do a lot of things that's not public people don't know about because it's not about that mm-hmm. so my thing is is that you can do a lot of things in your own community you can help your. you know you see a, a young brother in your community that just needs somebody to talk to that's helping somebody yes you know what I mean being there from hey you see somebody hungry help them you know if you can whatever you can do because it's a lot of times it's not always
0: about money It's sometimes it's about love and connection mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. people just need love right that's now it. especially yeah and we you know it's not a lot of uh, that, that human connection going on because of COVID. So you add that into the mix. It's like, you know, it's a lot of people out here that need some hugs. It's some people that re- need yes. some hugs, some kisses. And I'm kisses. an extrovert, so I listen, I know. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm,
2: I'm so thankful I have my daughter I a hug on her. You know, But it's like, man, it's, it's, it's real out here. But we have to, you know, just get outside of ourselves sometimes and, you know, just, you know, just see where we can help and just, you know, be okay with getting out there. You know what I mean? Do, do it. Because everybody's calling is not the same. So, you know, whatever you can do, just do it. It's okay. Exactly. You know what I
0: mean? So it's, it's like the saying goes, when everybody does a little, no one has to do a lot. You better say that. That's the (laughs) truth. So that's all we have to do. Just be that village that we know who we are, that a lot of that was stripped from us, you know, when we came over here. So we really don't know how to be that village. We have to get back to being that village and, and go back to learning like they were sitting under trees in Africa. Like, you know, W. B. Du Bois said in Mm -hmm. West Africa, you know, he said the, the best version of education he saw was under a tree in West Africa. And, Come on. You know, yeah. we just have to get back to that, and we're losing that. And I hope that with us, with this staying at home, we'll build more yeah. of that for us so that when we come out of here, we come out of this a lot stronger than we were before. Oh,
2: definitely. I think, I think also, and I I totally agree with what you're saying. I mean, growing up, I remember when <laughs> we would run out of sugar or our neighbor would run out of bread. going over there across the street, and that's, So and so and so with a couple children, you know. You knew your neighbors back then. You, you, it was like if you cut up, you got in trouble. They gonna call you mama. You know, it was just different. It was different, and I miss. I do miss those that energy. But one thing about me, my friends are my family. So I don't. I have a very small circle, Um, and I. I love. I'm, I'm a. I'm a social butterfly, but my circle is very small, and I consider them family. So if I need something or they need something, we have each other's back. So we, we just got to, like you said, get back to a lot of the things that, you know, was just innate in us to be, you know, but I think, I don't know, we've just gotten so far away from so much stuff, you know what I mean? So, but this right here, this whole pandemic has forced us to do a lot of things that, you know, you probably wouldn't have done if this never happened.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's so true. And it. it it, it sparked a lot of people to step out on ideas they've been sitting on and. Yes. Um, yes. But I, I, it's, it, I mean, I know, like myself personally, um, I I've, I've done music for a long time as a as a hip hop artist, um, mm-hmm. and in addition to filmmaking, and during this pandemic, I went ahead and started, you know, went ahead and invested in some filmmaking equipment, you know, some you know golf come
2: golf.
1: on now, so it's like <laughs> there you know, go, it
2: was a
1: yes. highway, like, no
2: time like the president. so it's. Um... Listen, listen, you gotta, you gotta do it. That's awesome. That's so yeah. great. You know, you, you. My daughter tells me all the time, "Mommy, you're your greatest investment. Mm-hmm. Mommy, you always putting other people first. Mommy, you need mm. folks." And I start listening. My baby tells me that all the time. Mm. So I mean, she's not, she's not a baby, but she's she your baby. Me, she's my baby. She's your baby. <laughs> <laughs> she's my my big baby, but she tells me that all the time, and, and I said, "You know what? You're right." You know what I mean? You gotta put you gotta put the mask on yourself first and then put it on everybody. You see what I mean? So yes. that you can help and be a blessing. And and that's so good that you're doing you're investing in yourself because it's a it's a nation of people out there waiting to see your art and hearing whatever you do. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? And this this art journey can be very hard, boy, it's rough. You know, it can be rough sometimes, but then it can be extremely rewarding. So, you know, we just have to um Focus more on the, the glass uh, uh, being uh, uh, half what is it half full yeah. not half empty. Yeah. you know what I mean. So we just gotta focus more on the positive. And um, yeah, yeah, I think I think this mm-hmm. was a season of people mm-hmm. really shifting into their purpose. Mm-hmm. And I believe that either this pandemic was gonna do two things to you for you: make you better or make you worse.
0: Yeah, there you go. There That's
2: you it. Go. And if you, if you, if you didn't, you know, I mean, that's, that's it. So, I mean, I, like, literally during this uh, pandemic, we've been, my daughter and I, we've been, we focused on self-development personally and professionally Mm -hmm. and, you know, and that was it. And so during this time, I lost over fifty pounds.
0: Mm Wow.
2: You know what I mean? So just because I, um, I was telling somebody the other day, I said, my whole life I've lived out of a suitcase because I've traveled so much. I said, figuratively and literally. And I said, now, because of the pandemic, I had to unpack my bag. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when
2: I'm packing my bag, I purged a lot of stuff and got rid of a lot of stuff. So, and I'm grateful, you know, so it it freed me up to be more creative, Mm -hmm. to, you know, not, uh, you know what I mean, God told me, go back to those ideas you had years ago, and I went to my list, and I noticed, oh, I did that, you know, I started checking off my my goals, and he said, see, you did that, because I believe in vision boards, I believe in putting it down on paper, looking at it, manifesting it, speaking it, I do it all, every day, all day, my daughter and I both, and, but it was still some stuff on that list that I didn't do, I haven't done it yet, Mm. and God said, okay, this is the time, so I encourage you and both of you guys, man, yeah, walk in your greatness, man. That's
0: what it's about. And I thank you for that because you actually are just giving me the confirmation for this last quarter. I just developed me another vision board that I have on my wall in my bedroom. I wake up every morning to see it. So you are just cementing in everything that I've already said that I wanted to do for this last quarter. And I just thank you once again for coming on with us, bringing your energy. It is so lovable. We would definitely like to get you. Once oh, we, thank you. we're able to get into each other's corners, embrace again, we would definitely right. love to have <laughs> you on and get you in, you know, we could all be in one room and just feel each other's energy. Yes. I would
2: love that because I'm an energy person. So, yes, I would love that. And I just want to say thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you guys reaching out to me. I do not take it lightly at all because you could ask anybody else to be on your show. And I just am so appreciative that you guys asked me. And um, I'm so grateful. And I I say to you guys and the listeners, we're going to finish 2020. We're going to finish it strong. And we're going to leave all the negativity in 2020. That's what we're doing. Okay. <laughs> and we're moving stronger for 2021 and to our purpose, you know, and it's not, you know, some days it's going to be harder than others, but we're going to get out here and we're going to fight for what's ours. You mm. know what I mean? So yes. We're going to do what we got to do. That's what we're going to do.
1: appreciate you coming on. Um, I feel like you could be a, a life coach. I mean, you're, 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 you're <laughs> yes. you Yes. Know,
0: I think
2: you, know. you I wanna, should. Yeah. I appreciate it. I want to, I want to help artists. I want to help people who've been in the music industry or entertainment field, whether it be movies, whatever, because, I can, I, I'm in it too, been through a lot and I can relate. So I feel like a lot of times artists um, are kind of left by the wayside, especially when they're not as popular, quote unquote, anymore in the public side. And, you know, it's a struggle. A lot of people have um, a lot of hard times transitioning back into regular life, so mm-hmm. to speak. Cause you know, it's, it's, it's very um, different when you go places and people recognize you and you can't really go places. That's, it's an unnatural feeling when people are screaming over another human being. You get know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And you appreciate the honor and you appreciate it, but, you know, it can be a lot, you know, because you're like, whoa, you know, it's like, you know what I mean? And you appreciate it, but you, you also, you know, then you have to, when the popularity's gone and the hype is gone, then you have to come back to regular life. And, you know, that's why you have so many people that go may go down a different road because they can't deal with the adjustment. You know, as you've been seeing, a lot of celebrities have been struggling even during this
0: pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yep.
0: I just want to put this out in the atmosphere before we let you go. I am going to say that you need your own show, which is going Come to on. help. You're going to help. You're going to help with this artist development. With Ishii, okay? Because you have the spirit to do it, you have the knowledge to do it, and you have the energy to do it. So I'm going to put that out into the oh, universe that you you're going so to get this much. show. Yeah,
1: definitely.
0: Oh, thank you, thank you. I appreciate
2: yes, it. Yes, you and please, and please, 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 um just, hey, stay in touch. My website is Ishii, E-S-H-I-T-O-S-H-O-S-H-O-S-H-O-S-H-O-S-H-O-S-H-O-S-H-O-S-H-O-S-H-O-S-H-O-S-H-O-S-H-O-S-H-O-S-H-O-S-H-O-S-H-O-S a F R O Soul and so dot com, dot com, and all my social media links on there and all that good stuff. Thank you guys so much, and thank you to all the listeners.
0: Yes, you have a blessed day, Queen.
2: You too. All right, take care. Okay. Bye.